0: That's right, Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasinocom No purchase necessary. Prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gavin Hamilton's Euro road trip. This episode, Group C, Netherlands.
1: Today, we're travelling to Amsterdam to talk to Jaap de Groot about Holland. Yap is a hugely respected figure in Dutch football. He's the official biographer of Johan Cruyff and for many years he ghosted Cruyff's weekly column in De Telegraph, the daily newspaper. Now Cruyff's column was no ordinary column. It was used by the great man to tell, some would say lecture, the rest of the world about his former clubs Ajax and Barcelona and to talk more generally about his ideas on total football and how he thought football should be played and Koif trusted Yap to write the columns on his behalf. So Yap is THE person to speak to about Dutch football, particularly at a time when Holland have a new coach, Frank de Boer, who replaced Ronald Koeman last year, and his background as a player and a coach is with Ajax. You know, he's steeped in that Ajax tradition. And yet, De Boer has been criticised for playing defensive football that critics say is not in keeping with the ideals of Cruyff and total football. So, it's very much a debate that is live and happening at the moment. We're still not sure whether Virgil van Dijk will be fit in time for the finals. It's looking unlikely, but even without their captain, Holland will be difficult opponents this summer. I think they're a little bit under the radar at the moment. Everyone's talking about France and Belgium and Italy and Spain, Germany and England... Holland playing all their group games in Amsterdam at the Johan Cruyff Arena. And I think they're a really interesting team to keep an eye on. So grab a glass of Jenever, the Dutch gin, as we find out all about Holland with Jaap yep de Goethe. Jaap, yeah, Holland had a, a very successful qualifying campaign under Ronald Koeman. But the delay to the Euros meant that Koeman left for Barcelona. And the Dutch Federation turned to Frank de Boer as coach. How are people feeling in Holland at the moment about the national team? Are they still optimistic about the tournament this summer?
2: Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, at first, uh, Frank de Boer had a not so very good start, but they reco- recovered quite, quite uh, good with some good games against Italy and, and Spain. And uh, if you look at the, how the players are doing, um, they're quite good in form. And if you look at the team that we can produce for Euro 2021, it's a very competitive team. And don't forget, we have also quite an easy group. and We have home games in the first first round. So people are optimistic, yes.
1: Now, Koeman took the credit for the qualifying campaign. It was a successful campaign after the failure to qualify for Euro 2016 and the 2018 World Cup. He had a strong captain in, in Virgil van Dijk. He also had the players from the Ajax team that qualified for the... that reached the semi-finals of the, the Champions League. Frankie de Jong, uh, De Ligt, Van der Beek. Were people angry at Koeman for leaving? Or did they accept that you know, Barcelona was too, too big a job to turn down?
2: Two things. Uh, he, he was very honest saying, until 2020, I will stay. Well, when that was postponed, as you say, there was, you know, it was clear that, and and Barcelona came by. Uh, everybody knew that this was a a, a fair opportunity for for Kuman, and uh, there was more more um, discussion about the way the Dutch Football Federation handled uh, his possessor. You know, there was uh, a lot of names came over uh Former, uh, former involved with the technical staff of Chelsea and Ajax, and assistant with Barcelona, uh, Louis van Gaal, of course, and and uh, so there was a lot of things going on, and and the end of the day, I think uh, Frank de Boer was forced choice, uh, more or less, and and the way they handled it, people said, and also the the media said, listen, you knew that the chance was uh, very realistic that Kuman would leave. All of, the, of a sudden, you know, if, if it wasn't in 2020 after the tournament in 2020, it would be a year or two years later because it was a, this was the second or third time that Barcelona passed by during his um, his coaching uh, period at, at the national team. So, so not Kumon was really blamed for leaving, but uh, the focus was on the the, the football association on the way they handled it afterwards.
1: Sure, and they went. They went for De Boer, who was his first, one of his first jobs was an assistant to Van Bal- Van Marwijk at the 2010 World Cup in yeah. South Africa. Um, he had success with Ajax, wasn't so successful in in Italy with with Inter in England at Crystal Palace. Mixed results in in a, in the US with Atlanta. What was the thinking behind De Boer? Was it just that he was available?
2: I think so. I think uh, that that is the reason that they, ma- they made su- such a mess of, of getting a new coach. Uh, you know, even there were all of a sudden coaches that even, didn't even want to be approached because of uh, the way they did it. Yeah, it's it's not nice to say, but Frank de Boer was more or less the one who uh, was left over. And uh, good for him. He got a new chance because, as you explained, with, uh, with Inter and uh, Crystal Palace, and Atlanta, he had not a very impressive track record. And uh, so this was quite a lucky shot. And when things didn't go very smooth at the start, people became even more sceptical uh, about his coaching and him being the, the big boss of the national team. But later on, they picked it up and, uh, OK, well, the hope is back.
1: Yeah. And, he, and you, you mentioned that the poor start that he had. There was a game against Italy where he played a very defensive formation. Yeah. Um, but in November, the November games in the Nations League and a, the friendly against Spain, uh, he played a more attacking formation. Yes. Is that is that, yeah. is that right? Do, do you think he'll carry on with that more attacking? Oh, yeah,
2: definitely. I, I, think that, I think also um, he, he started to know the, t- the team better. It's, uh, a more, uh, it's quite a mature team uh, playing for two, three years together. So all of a sudden there's there come a started to become a kind of synergy between players and coach and I think that helped to uh, to get a good compromise in the way to, uh, they played and yeah. at the moment it's, it's, a, it's a solid team.
1: I want to talk a little bit more about the tactics and the selection. First let's just take a quick break. Right, back talking to Yap about Holland. Yap, De Boer, Started with a, quite a defensive formation. Even played with a back five against Italy, but he's settled now on the traditional Dutch way of four-three-three. Is that how you expect him to play at the, the tournament?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Also, if if you look at uh, at uh, the, the teams that we are playing—Ukraine, um, Austria, and North Macedonia—in the first round, well, you can expect even because you're the home game, you're playing your games in Amsterdam. That will they will all three play very defensive. So you need to have an attacking uh, system. And I think it's very predictable that Holland would side with a 4-3-3 system.
1: Yeah. And the big absence in defence is Van Dijk. Um, yep. it's, it's been a big problem for Liverpool this season. Yeah, um, But Holland have a lot of quality elsewhere in defence, don't they? With, with De Ligt, uh from Juventus, um, Stefan um, Dufray Inter, Nathan Aki, Man City... Um, got daily blint can move into the centre as well so is it yeah. is it a holland waiting for van dyke will they be okay w- without van dyke if he's not fit
2: you know as you said uh, to to play with uh, the lix and uh, and the fry is it, that's the world class heart of defence anyway but but you know that uh, we, we, we get good good news and good good information on the recovery of van dyke and at the moment, actually, everybody's hoping that he will be uh, fit on time,
1: oh. and
2: uh, also because he is in the group, he's the real leader, just like at Liverpool, he's the man that 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 keeps the group together. And uh, you know, he's a personality in and off the pitch, on the pitch and off the pitch. And uh, also, for that matter, you need to have in a tournament like Euro 2021. 20, personalities and he's a very strong personality not only a good football player but also a guy as a leader gives some impulses to the team
1: yeah and in in attack Memphis Depay is the is the the first choice striker is that fair to say there's there's lots of options it seems for the wide roles in in the attack who would be your choices for for the three men in in, in the in the forward line
2: it depends on how much he will uh, want to play with real uh, authentic wingers you know you we we have a couple of them and uh, because if you look at it we have um, two very good strikers we have Marlon uh, Daniel Marlon the young guy from, from PSV who who is developing very very good and you have Depay and in attacking uh, according to the offensive uh, tactics the team is more or less built to suit uh, to suit uh, Memphis Depay. So so it will depend on uh, and and Memphis is not really a, a number 9. He's one that needs space. So so uh, you know it 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 looks like a 4-3-3 but it's it's because of the way that the pie plays it, it wouldn't be every game with pure pure wingers, you know the, but if you do you have uh, uh, Stephen Beathouse from 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 Feyenoord, former player of Watford, and you have Ryan Barbel uh, you have Promes and uh, but but you also have a, a way that you can play the way that I used to play in the past with uh, in, in 2019 that you have three attackers who can play in the style of total football. With you have Haaren you have Ma- uh, Marlen, you have uh, you have Bergwine from Tottenham Hotspur. You have uh, you have uh, Memphis Depay who are mo- multi-functional as an uh, as a striker, and they can change positions all the way. and And I think that Frank de Boer will go for that to 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 have a very um, dynamic uh, front line that yeah. they can change positions, look for the space, and create space for each other.
1: Uh, and in midfield. Um... Donny van de Beek is, is not playing at Manchester United, but he wouldn't be first choice anyway, would he? But there be Martin de Roon in, in the the base of midfield? And then Frankie de Jong and Wijnaldum, Jorginho and Wijnaldum, do you know, Jorginho Wijnaldum in, in the centre of midfield. Is that fair? They would yeah, be yeah, first, that's, that's first choice?
2: Fair. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. Everybody thinks that van de Beek should play. The problem is now that nature does his work. If he doesn't play with Manchester, he's not a challenge for uh, Martin de there's still a favour of Proper of Brighton to uh, to be because he fits very good with the Young and Wijnaldum, but the Ron is uh, they like him because of the balance and the problem with Donny van der Beek has been and I think the same problem with Manchester United, is that he, from the Ajax system he was so focused on on the attack and the offensive, that he uh, forgot underestimated that in the national team with players like the Young and Wijnaldum you have to also look around you and, 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 and watch what they are doing and not think that the team is focused on uh, backing you up. And, and that has a little bit been the problem, especially with Ronald Koeman, who didn't... He said, OK, uh, you, you have to watch what the young and uh, Wijnaldum is doing before you start to do what you think uh, to have to do and, and create a situation that we have four attackers and two midfield players. And with the counter, we're... Uh, we're out count, out outcounted by the by the opponent. So and, and with De Rhone, you know that he will always stay behind the ball, and he will always back up, uh, especially uh, Frankie Leon.
1: Yeah, goalkeeper seems to be a problem position.
2: Yeah, yeah that's with, a, with, we it. With Cil- Stilson is yeah.
1: is not playing for for Valencia, and Marco Bizot played against Spain. Who who do you think will be the first choice?
2: That, it's going to be a gamble. It's uh, The problem is we don't have a world-class goalkeeper at the moment. Sillerson as you said, is um, is a good goalkeeper, but not world-class. We have Tim Kroll, who is a solid goalkeeper. We have Bizot, but he's not making a very good season. And they are coming some youngsters from uh, Drommel from FC20. We have Bailo at uh, Feyenoord. We have some young goalkeepers that could take over the third place in the, the ranking and, and Bizzopp will be out uh, if, if that happens. It will be a choice between Sillison and, and Pro depending yeah. on how how they perform in the training camp and the preparation towards the tournament. And are
1: there any players that, that are not playing at the moment that you, you think could be a surprise inclusion in the squad the summer or is, 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 has De Boer got his squad and does he know what team he's going to play?
2: Well, we have... Two players that uh, I think will be um, could be a surprise: that will uh, Mohamed Itaharan for PSV and Gaspo of uh, PSV, and especially Gaspo could be um, could be a surprise. Uh, he's a multifunctional player. In an offensive way, he can play in the attack. He can play on midfield, and the same with Itaharan. We have a, a, a team that's standing there with not many surprises. But you say about uh, some players who can get in, I think those two have, uh, could be being in the, in, the, in the first team.
1: Okay. I want to ask you a little bit more about Frank de Boer and, and the, the total football philosophy. Um, first, let's just take a quick break. Right, back, talking me gap about Holland. Um, I wanted to go back to talk about Frank de Boer because Ronald Koeman seemed to me to be a very interesting figure in Dutch football because he had connections with Ajax, Feyenoord and PSV. It's very rare to have a, a figure with connections with all three, three Best clubs of all,
2: uh, of all worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But, but De is very much an Ajax man. You know, he grew up at IX. He's coached IX. Is is there a problem for Dutch football that the, the national team that the coach is so associated with with the one club?
2: Uh, in a way, yeah. There's been some uh, discussions already that uh, he's choosing uh, too much. Uh, if he has to choose. a, a uh, if there's a gap in his selection, he mo- mostly chooses for Ajax. Play. Uh, by the way, I forgot by uh, saying uh, surprises for the selection. I, I said Gatspo and Itahan, I forgot to say that uh, Ryan Gravenberg, the okay. left midfielder of Ajax, uh, is making an outstanding development. He could also be there. For example, the the way that he got Grafenberg to the to the selection was very fast, and uh, he, you know, the people wanted, hey, uh, uh, you very much in favour of Ajax. So that is mm. a, a discussion that's going on. Mm. But on the other hand, uh, I think if you look at objective way to it, it's not a surprise to choose the choices that he makes. And also, I must say, he, even at Ajax, he, Frank De Boer was criticised, but not always playing the Ajax way. Yeah, He uh, very often played with four or five defenders. He was criticised about being focused on the possession of the ball, instead of the effectiveness of, of of the build up of the of, of the attack you know so it became very slow and boring uh, football the people said you know we have more possession on our own half than possession on the half of the opponent yeah uh, he's criticized criticized for that and i must say he has to uh, it's still in his dna so uh, i hope that uh, he can uh, uh, that it will be between the talks and the uh, and a synergy that that with with, uh, with the re- with the rest of the team that he will get a good balance in what used to be his vision.
1: Yeah. And
2: hopefully, you'll get more uh, in the direction of total football.
1: Yeah, because we always think of total football and, and Ajax football as, as an attacking formation, whereas Which his tactics do. have been very defensive. Basically, to I mean, I guess it's an old Cruyff idea that if you have the ball, yeah, the opponents can't attack you. Um, but it can be very boring. Uh, you you knew Cruyff very well. Yeah. Um, what would he be saying to Frank de Boer now, do you think? What would be his view of, of Frank de Boer's well, approach?
2: Well, the first pass would always be uh, vertical in place for horizontal. Play the first ball in to the midfielder or an attacker, and then you move up with the with the last line towards it, and then you start making pressure. That's the way that Cruyff that uh, wanted to play. He wanted to have position... Uh, like what he showed with Ajax, with the national team, and also as a coach with Barcelona, they want to have position on the on the part of the, the opponent. And Louis van Gaal, actually, when when Holland didn't have a very strong squad in 2014 uh, at the World Cup in Brazil, uh, well you saw it with Man- when Louis went to Manchester United, he uh, adopted the system to survive in Brazil. And that was quite defensive. And nobody blamed him for that, because the quality of the team was not that spectacular. So at a World Cup, you're allowed to survive every game instead of creating a lot of entertainment for the public. But he continued that, that way of playing to Man, Man United. But you also saw that some of his disciples, who is also, uh, one of them is Frank de Boer, uh, took a little bit of system over. So you got a lot of possession, that you created a lot of possession on your own half, which is uh, became very boring. And that's also a little quite contrary to the Dutch culture. I, I just told you that the, the opponents we uh, Holland gets at the Euro 2021, if you don't play dynamic uh, offensive football, knowing that your opponents will be defending uh, with 10 uh, defenders, you will have, you create your own problems.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was interesting, in, in another podcast for Belgium, I was talking to Peter Tekint uh, of, of Foot Magazine, and he said an interesting thing about Belgium, when I asked him about Belgium being confident ahead of the Euros... He said, we're not a confident people. We're not like the Dutch who are very confident. What, why, why are Dutch footballers and coaches so confident in their own ability? Is, do you think that is a national sort of characteristic?
2: Well, it's, uh, it goes back to the Middle Ages. It's, uh, we are a country of free spirit. You know, A small country, always had to fight against uh, big nations around us. Uh, Germany, uh, England, France, Spain. And, and that created uh, a, a very free spirit and uh, and um, yeah uh, and and you know the the the, 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 the how you say it the, uh, yeah to 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 adventure you know we yeah. we like adventure we, were, we went uh, say we sailed all over the world we we went to the Americas we went to the Asia South Africa and and and. Amsterdam especially symbolises that that uh, that character. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and people want to see that back in their national team. The, the national team wasn't in the past very popular, but when Ajax developed their style of playing in the 60s and the 70s, you know, it, it made the people proud. They recognised themselves in the, the style of playing. And it, it's now in our DNA. We have to play that way, and uh, otherwise people won't, won't accept it.
1: And is that why? I mean, if you look around the world, there's more. Are there more Dutch coaches coaching national teams or and coaching around the world than than virtually any other country? Why is why are there so many coaches, Dutch coaches around the world? Can it be traced back to 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 Ajax and Cruyff?
2: Yeah, that's the image. I must say that there was a big difference in how football was developed at Ajax and the way it was developed by the Football Association. Johan Cruyff always had a lot of uh, criticised you the KMVB, a lot of, of their training, uh, coaching program. But, but we have to say, uh, Holland is very famous for uh, its development program, its youth program. And I think the majority of, of coaches, Dutch coaches at the moment who are working worldwide, are especially in countries that want to develop a quite of, uh, uh, quali- more quality in their, uh, and have a kind of a five or six or seven or eight year program to go from A to B, and then to have a Dutch coach who uh, who starts always with a youth program, it could be very effective. Like the German coaches and the French coaches have a, and the Spanish coaches have an image of you put them down and they go for results. The the Dutch coaches have more the image of uh, being effective on the long term.
1: I was looking at the um, the youngsters who were given debuts recently in the national team, Cook Miners. Owen van uh, Vandal, the fullback; Calvin Stengs, Myron Boadu, uh, B the goalkeeper. They they've all come from AZ Alkmaar, yeah, not from Ajax or, or Find or PSV. Is, is that something that's happening in Dutch football now that the the big clubs aren't producing the talent, or is it just is it just a one off at the moment from from AZ?
2: Well, the develop- what happened with AZ has been a wake up call for especially also Ajax, so they intensifies their youth program, and now you see with Ravenberg, with Masruri, with uh, Timber, with uh, Broby, all of a sudden uh, they're coming, uh, they're producing a lot of talents again, but they needed AZ for a wake up call because AZ put the system all uh, upside down. You know, we have the traditional top three in uh, in Holland with Ajax, um, uh, PSV, and, uh, and Feyenoord. And they, we now talk about the top four. They really have been the last five years, they've have been the the second or third, and even the first team of Holland. They even got a championship uh, some years ago. And, and and they keep on producing uh, more talents. And what you see is that, uh, and that was also what I meant with the wake-up call for Ajax, talents would leave PSV, Feyenoord, and Ajax to go to AZ on the age of 15, 16, 17, because they thought they would have more chances over there. And you just mentioned uh, the proof that uh, Boadu, Stings, Cope, Miners, all 2021, 20, uh, 19 years old, Windall. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an example of, uh, of, 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 of a system that gives young players very effective chances, and they can move on very fast. And chances they don't get at PHV Ajax and and Feyenoord. And what you see now is that AZ has been making a lot of, lot of money uh by 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 uh, this policy um, they on transfers they got more than 100 million the, the last few years and for example Feyenoord not even 15 million so even in the financial way although although they have a very i think the, the budget of az is compared to ajax i think one eighth uh, az has as tw- now we have 25 million uh budget ajax has 125 it's one fifth. P. H. V. had 80 million, and final had 60 million. But still, with the 25 million, uh, they're they're right in the middle of uh, of uh, of the whole thing. So, so it's um, uh, for, for Dutch football. it are very good in the, in this period that everything goes about millions and buying players and and scouts uh, getting played from Argentina, from from all over the world. Uh, that a team like I, like club like I shows that the Dutch way still works.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just finally, what's your prediction for the summer? Because Holland are in a group, what looks like a pretty reasonable group, with Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia, games played in Amsterdam. What's what's your, your feeling on, on how it will work out this summer?
2: Oh, well, I, I think Holland will be one of the favourites. You know, it's uh, uh, But a team that, that definitely will be with the last eight, it depends on who you who you meet. If you, you, you know, if you meet Spain or Italy, you know, it can go always. But but they have in potential a team. They proved it in the past. They beat Germany, they they had a very they were very strong against Italy, they, they were very strong against England. So so they, they can compete with every big team in the world. So it depends on the form of the day. And the, and I hope that the synergy that was between Kuman and, and the team. That, that will that will return in the same strength between Frank de Boer and the team. And if that happens, well, Holland is a team to uh, to watch at the, at the Euro.
1: Yeah, excellent. It's been great to speak to you. Thanks so much for your time. And I hope that we will meet up in the summer in a stadium, maybe in Amsterdam, maybe in, in Wembley for the semifinals, or the final if Holland uh, okay. make it that far. But I, I wish you all the best and, and thank you so much for your time.
2: Again, we keep our fingers crossed. Nice to talk to you again.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you liked it and you want to find out more, there's a new podcast with a different journalist from every single country competing in this summer's European Championship. You can find them all wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you know whenever I release a new episode. And you can find out more great sports podcasts on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Just head to sport-social.co.uk.
0: Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. Follow and subscribe now so you never miss an episode. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring